0: My dad, I remember him more in overalls than anything else. He was an engineer for the Munger Gin Company. Built cotton gins in Texas when I was a boy. I remember him in overalls. He was a labor man. And they beat him sometime. I found that out. May I say to you, you read the first part of the fifth chapter of James. Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl, God says. Let me say this to you. Yes, godless labor is a terrible thing, but it's not as bad as godless capitalism, friends. That's the danger as I see it right now. Verse 14, Thou shalt not curse the deaf, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but shalt fear thy God. I am the Lord. Somebody says, You mean somebody would do a thing like that? Sure would, and they still do it. I had a blind man tell me how he was beaten by a salesman that came to him. May I say to you, they'd still do it today. How terrible it is. Verse 15, "...Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. But in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor." And this is a word now for the judge sitting on the bench. And the judge sitting on the bench needs a word today. That judge on the bench is to understand that he's the judge as God judges. And I wish that some of them would remember that they are there, not because some politician put them there, they were voted there, but they are there because they represent Almighty God, and they are to judge Him partially. Shakespeare in Henry VIII has this statement, Heaven is above all yet. There's such a judge that no king can corrupt. And Socrates said four things belong to a judge, to hear courteously, to answer wisely, to consider soberly, and to decide impartially. And the conception of justice is a woman with a blindfold on. Then we have here in verses 16 and 18, "...thou shalt not go up and down as a tail-bearer among thy people." Wait till we get to Proverbs. We see that's amplified there. "...neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge." Notice how this is. This is that which has to do with tail-bearing, and that's slander. And that goes on in our churches today. Scott wrote, low-breathed talkers, minion-lispers, cutting honest throats by whispers. Someone has put it like this, you cannot believe everything you hear, but you can repeat it. And then other people, they believe everything that's whispered to them. And James has a great deal to say about this. When we get to the book of James, I'm going to tell you about a book I have. title of it is Hell on Fire. And you know what it is? That little old tongue that you got in your mouth. It's an awful thing. It's the most dangerous thing in the world today. More dangerous than an atom bomb. And then stand against the blood means to murder. Hatred is not put on a par with murder, but it's forbidden. But our Lord linked it right together. And said, if you hate, you are a murderer. Now, if a man's overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You don't go to him and beat his brains out. Now you have man's relationship in different life situation. Ye shall keep my statutes, God says in verse nineteen. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with diverse kinds. Thou not sow thy field with mingled seeds in a garment with linen and woolen. You know what happens when you wash a garment like that. You see, what God is attempting to teach through this, these are symbols that are telling them that you are not to have the hybrid by mingling truth and error. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons, Paul said. The Lord Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. And then he goes on to talk about whosoever lieth carnally with a woman, here he is back with the seventh commandment. And this protects, if you read it through, which I'm not going to, the bond woman. You see, is God lending approval to slavery? Somebody says now. God is recognizing the sinful situation caused by the hard hearts of man, as he did in the case of divorce, you'll recall. The Lord Jesus says it's because of the hardness of your hearts that Moses permitted this. And then in verse 23, "...and when ye shall come into the land, shall have planted all manner of trees for food." Then he talks about the fruit shall be uncircumcised. That means the first year or two you're to pick off the buds of the tree. And they tell you today, these dendrologists, that you get better fruit if you do that. It's interesting, the Lord even knew that. Then verse 26 here, "...you shall not eat anything with the blood." And we've already been over that because he's emphasized that before. You can't imagine that this would be true, but it was true then, true today. Verse 29, "...do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore." lest the land fall to whoredom and the land become full of wickedness. And their men today, that's come out recently, that are going through college by their wife being a harlot. How awful. Verse 30, "...ye shall keep my Sabbaths, reverence my sanctuary, I am the Lord." Now, you see, the Sabbath was a peculiar relationship between God and the children of Israel. It was a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. That's what God said. Now, regard not them that have familiar spirits. We've been over that before, and we're going to come to it again. And then you're to respect the old age here in verse 32. And then they're to regard the stranger, verses 33 and 34. And God says, Therefore shall ye observe all my statutes, all my judgments, and do them why? I'm the Lord. That's the reason enough, friends. Can you think of anything to add to that?